Alright, what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of our Reddit, so you don't have to. So, continuing with the book, When the Earth Was Flat, we have a brand new chapter today. The chapter is called, All Smokes, All Smoke and Quivers, the Tobacco Can Cure a Variety of Health Problems. So, based on the title, the main idea of this chapter is, tobacco was, in the old days, viewed as a cure for all, for all diseases, and it was promoted as a miracle drug, basically, that cured anything. So let's get started. So tobacco um, is a name that was that came from the Caribbean word um, for cigar, and it was brought to Europe from the Americas, from, from around the Caribbeans, in 1518 by, by the Spanish. Um, there's actually a myth that said that tobacco was brought to Europe by Sir Walter Raleigh, which wasn't true. It was brought brought back to Europe by the Spanish people. And when it was first brought there, it was introduced as a miracle drug. Um, how did that happen? Well, when it was first brought to, to Europe, the Spanish and Portuguese courts found they all like the the people that brought in the tobacco. They all told the courts that they could cure anything, and they told them the benefits of smoke enemas, um, specifically. And then, obviously, when when they say it's a miracle, people believe it. So Europeans um, adopted the practice and started having smoke enema treatments which was referred to as Gleister's at that time, and it became really popular throughout the continent. Um, the miracle drug was, um, miracle drug was um, at that time so popular, um, there was actually a couple of cases where it even solidified that it's a miracle drug. So a Spanish physician and botanist called Nicolas Menardis. So in one of his books, he, he wrote about the treatment of, of tobacco. And it, said, it was said that tobacco could be treated, could treat constipation, epilepsy, and a whole other range of, of uh, illnesses. And he published a book in 1565 and it was like a three-part book or something and that even solidified more that tobacco is a miracle drug um so based on his book uh, basically if a person had ear aches then tobacco smoke would be blown into the ear and if it had sinus problems then smoke would be blown up the nose and that way it would cure them um a little fun fact here so the first smoking band was actually by Adolf Hitler. Um, so when during the Nazi regime, Nazi scientists have found a link between smoking and lung cancer. So when so when Hitler knew about it, he had a nationwide ban of smoking tobacco. Um, anyways, moving on from that. Um, so after. The, the books were published by Menardis. Um, tobacco smoke remedies 
became a very standard process in all of Europe and very popular. And throughout the early 16th century, all the rich people, the great and the good people, they all lined up to, to have smoke to pump up their, their rear end um, by a machine that, that put smoke in. And that's how they, were, they, they treated um, illnesses or as a way to cleanse their body. Um, so during that time, there was a great uh, demand for, for this type of treatment. So there, there were new jobs that arose. So for example, there were laminators um, whose sole duty was to clean out the rear end of the patient that was prepared to get smoke. So they used lemonade basically to clean it out. And then fumier, fumers basically are the ones that would pump the smoke up the rear end. So in Oxford in December of 1650, a, a case happened where it solidified even more that tobacco was a miracle drug. So a girl called Anne Green, um, she was wrongfully accused for, for the murder of her, of her child. So she was hanged. So she was hung. Um, so after her body was taken down and carried away, one of the surgeons or, or prosecutors saw a little twitch in her hand or fingers. So, so she immediately got the smoke and Nima treatment. And to everyone's surprise, she actually stood up and stood up or sat up. And it was kind of confused and stuff, but she basically lived and she got a full, full pardon from it. And she basically became a living advertisement for the miracle drug tobacco. Um, so another fun fact here. In Shakespeare's book, All That Glister Is Not Gold from The Merchant of Venice, some say that it's actually a pun for the practice of smoke anima. And that's why the phrase to blow smoke up someone's ass is referred to as a con or a deception nowadays. Um, so then... It, in 1774, the Society for the Recovery of Persons Apparently Drowned was formed. So what this society came to, um, basically, they wanted to uh, do practices, um, kind of, like it was inspired by Anne Green, so they wanted to have a near-death experience and then use smoke and treatments to re-revive, and they wanted to have that feeling, basically. And there were many huts built on the Thames River where people would go in and have a near-death experience or a near-drowning experience and then use smoke and much treatment to, to be revived. Um, this society actually evolved into the present day, the Royal Humane Society. Um, so after, after a while, um, scientists finally began to discovered that tobacco was actually poisonous. So an English physiologist and surgeon called Sir Benjamin Brodie was the leading researcher in, in this field and found that nicotine, which is the main ingredient in tobacco, had poisonous qualities and it would interfere with blood circulation. But even though the poisonous qualities were, were researched, mainstream, mainstream medical uh, thoughts or medical people still considered that tobacco was a miracle drug and that it could cure the cholera. 
uh, and even still to the to that during that those times, a lot of the doctors would uh, prescribe tobacco smoke or smoking you know treatment to to cure cholera. And then until the it was not until the mid nineteenth century was that the smoke anemia treatment actually started to decline. The fumes started to disappear,、um, but then the lemonaders actually took their place.、Um, even after the smoke anemia treatment had disappeared, people were still obsessed with getting things stick up their their butt. So. Basically, even though the smoke was gone, they still decided to keep the treat the the process of cleaning out the rear end, which basically began like a like like a process of hygiene cleansing the rear end. So apparently, the ancient Egyptians and Greeks actually were doing this process long before. Um, and. This trend was kind of made popular by the late Princess of Wales,、um, who had three times a week had royal flushes, basically,、um, where the lemonades would come in and clean out the rear ends.、Um, so that kind of kept going on, and then even to this day, there there are some modern day irrigation lobbies where. They they clean out the rear ends for people,、um, but the thing is, during all this time, there was no scientific records or autopsy performed that that any evidence that supported the thought of cleaning out the rear rear end, because people have thought that fecal matter sticking on the intestines will actually provide poisonous material to the body, so that's why they. They were mainly cleaning out the rear ends, but there was no evidence of that. But even though to this day, people still do it, and it is, it is argued that it is a dangerous practice because it can cause infections and heart failure. But yeah, so that's it, mo- mo- mainly for this for this chapter.、Um, so basically, this chapter was about how tobacco was first thought to be a miracle drug. And later was found to have poisonous qualities, and how come washing the rear end was actually a result of smoking treatment? But yeah, so that's it for for today. If you enjoyed,、uh, remember to follow the podcast and go check out my other episodes as it goes goes over the other chapters from when the air force flat. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.